song. I, I'm Mike's friend. My turn-ons are satin sheets. I love to be outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to call. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. God, I love that song. Hi, welcome to Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good to be here. Look look at my smile. I'm smiling from that song you wrote, that theme song for our show. Our show, by the way, is streaming right now on mutinyradio.fm. Why don't you check out mutinyradio.fm? Why don't you go find mutinyradio.fm? What are you, a punk? Stop challenging me. I'll do it. All right. Thank you. A lot of great programming on mutinyradio.fm. Not .com. .fm. No, not .fm. It's like a radio station. Oh. The Mission District of San Francisco. We're on every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. What is this? What is this donut button? Oh, it's not going to offer you donut. It's actually pronounced donate. Oh. Yes, so you can go throw a couple bucks towards Mutiny Radio. That helps the station. Go well, to Venmo. Means two. Yeah, give two bucks. Okay. Go to Venmo yeah. at Mutiny Radio. Yeah. Throw two bucks. Write down L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T sent you. That's our acronym. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You want to see our YouTube video? Subscribe to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You prefer the old school podcast? Subscribe to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Carl, what movie are we watching on YouTube this week? We are watching uh, The Jazz Singer, 1927. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> you read my jazz mind. Singer, 1927. Not 1979. Correct. Now uh, we've watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what channel should we check out? Girl Boss. Okay, Girl Boss, Girl Boss videos. Check it out. They are we want you to go to your YouTube. Type in the Jazz Singer nineteen twenty seven, not seventy nine. You will find Girl Boss hosting the full movie. Click the link, hit pause, move it to zero zero zero. We are celebrating the movies this year that are now part of the public domain. These are movies that were produced in 1927, including The Jazz Singer. Hey, I heard it's a good movie, Carl. (laughs) What people have been really talking it up. Oh, well, that's the buzz. Oh, well, we should save it for the movie. So now at this point, you have the movie paused. And maybe you don't. Maybe you need a couple minutes. Well, we'll offer you a couple minutes. Carl has actually not only produces the show, researched the movie, has stuff to tell tell me about this film, which I've never seen. And he wrote the theme song. He also hosts our celebrity comedian in our little segment called Celebrity Comedian Countdown. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Clint Esposito. Welcome, Clint. Thank you for having me, Carl. Now, you and I are out there on the scene together doing comedy. 
I seen you at a million open mics. But I also seen you on serious, serious ass shows, right? Now, you just recently booked me on the serious show in Dunellen, right? At the Dunellen Theater. Now, they don't show movies there anymore. Tell me how you got associated with this theater and how you got this opportunity. Uh, so the owner, actually, I raced, I grew up, this plugs in, I grew up racing motocross with him. Uh-huh. And I helped a motocross podcast do a live show the Friday before Supercross, which is a big indoor motocross race that they have a giant stadium periodically. I helped them set the show up here in New Jersey. Richie came to that show and was like, you know, I have a theater, right? And I was like, no. So then that's kind of how that went. Now, I did want to raise that. I uh, ignorantly am calling it dirt bikes. Like you used to have some hobby. But no, but this was motocross. This was earlier in your life. You would arrange tours and and get the players and all the people. And, and then there was the ticket sales and there was going with the venues. And there was, tell us about this life, which isn't with you anymore. It was earlier in your life. Tell us about this, how it went down, and, and, and how you're out of it now, and why. So, uh, basically, as a kid, I was in the sports. Eventually, I found dirt bikes and motocross, um, and then I, that's all I wanted to do was be a professional motocross racer, which I did have a pro license, and I did that for three years. But then I actually got... Uh, offered to do a monster truck show, a monster jam, and jump the ramp and do the trick. Okay. So where racing is all depends upon, depended upon how you finish. So freestyle, I knew what I was going to get paid, that my room was going to get paid for, yada, yada, before I even showed up. Yeah. So I started riding shows for somebody else, and then obviously I saw the opportunity, so I started my own company, built my own ramp, and started booking all my own shows. Now I I'm I'm still being ignorant. It's not motor cross. It's moto. Moto. Um. Yeah. <laughs> moto cross, and then the other one is freestyle motocross, where you do the tricks. All right. Uh. And then I had been hurt a bunch of times throughout doing that, but then finally I think I got a little older, and uh-huh. it it was more uh, of an inconvenience as you get older, and then I basically. Yeah, kind of walked away from it. It's just booking the shows on their own. There's not that much overhead. So I walked away from that. And actually, while I was still booking shows, I'd gotten hurt. And I was mm-hmm. announcing one of my shows instead of hiring an announcer because uh, I couldn't ride anyway. And I started just kind of slipping jokes in. And for myself, I was just, I don't know, talking, you know, crap. And. I started seeing some people laughing, and I was like, oh, I'm just in the wrong (laughs) venue for this. So after I stopped riding, I thought about what I'd like to kind of pursue, and comedy was something I felt like I could see myself doing because there were athletic people, you know, that are comedians. All different types of people can be a comedian. It doesn't matter. Yes, that's right. Um, So, yeah, I just kind of convince myself that I could do that and it's also something where you have the opportunity to travel and you still get the butterflies of performing yeah yeah 
So that was my next question, how you got to comedy. And it seems like it was a natural transition. You didn't expect, I mean, it came naturally, but you were just announcing, you know. So in the same way you had your business smarts with the Moto Cross, Moto's got more mojo than Moto, right? So yeah. in the same way you had your business going with the motocross, with the, with the monster trucks, right? You also bring that to comedy. I mean, you're really a comedy producer uh, and editor and video, you know, you know your way around the internet and you've got your, I mean, what is it? You, you have um, livestreamcomedy.com, which you right. made up during the pandemic. Tell me about the birth of that site. So basically, while all the clubs were shut down during the pandemic, I was like, we need to start doing uh, more online stuff. So I looked and livestreamcomedy.com was available, which mm -hmm. was pretty uh, surprising. So actually, I had you on um, some shows. I did Puntagious. With Steve Poston, right? right? It was just all right. one show. And then I'd also done some eventually which i want to bring back the theater doesn't have the best internet it's yeah, a hundred yeah. year old theater uh so i want to bring back the, the live stream comedy show which was vix to daniel and i would host and then uh -huh. i would actually have all these boards here and cut back and forth between cameras and it was a lot it was a sketch show we would pre-record sketches i would play them on a tv uh, and then we would also have people do live stand-up. So I was trying to basically make a show that was a good format for people in the room and people online. Perfect. Yeah. That's so. The, and you're thinking about bringing that back, like you said. Once I have a room where some internet uh, can handle live streaming. Now you're working on a new room now, right? A new room in Hackettstown. That's right. Uh, Mamas, I think it is, and you're you're kicking off the first one with uh, Camacho. Uh, right. Tell me about this room and tell me about uh, what your plans are for it. I mean, maybe this livestream.com, livestreamcomedy.com. So the deal with that is Mamas is the actual. Uh, it's a restaurant, Italian restaurant that's been here in Hackettstown for like 50 years. Everybody knows Mamas. And actually, there's an old, it was an old quick check. They built a new quick, quick check across the road, and it was empty for years. And finally, they bought it and made it an event space. Uh-huh, perfect. So they totally redid the whole uh, space. And it's been, you know, empty. They basically just finished it. They're really promoting it. So then I approached them and was like, I would love to work with you guys because I want to have a room closer. Uh, to home here, and I want to have something like once a month is the goal, and they were excited about it because, you know, they are trying to get people in the room so that they know it's there, and they see that it's a great space, and Mama's actually caters the event, so with your ticket price, you get um, a full meal, mm -hmm. you get a choice of different pastas and chicken or eggplant rollatini, you get uh -huh. uh, garlic knots, uh, coffee, soft drinks, cookies, the full full deal. Yeah, full menu there and full yeah. menu of comedy as well. With That's James right. Camacho kicking it off, who's he's a big deal, right? He was yeah. on game tours around the whole country, you know, just doing yeah. stand up. So. Yeah. He's been at Scotty's too. Uh, it was a while back, but uh, 
But but he's out there for real, and I wish you good luck with this room, and it's good that it's close by, and it probably has much better internet, and you're probably going to get something going on. Now, okay. I want to bring you – I want to ask people about social media and internet and stuff like that, but I know that you do a lot of work for other comedians, um, helping them with their online presence. One of them is Aaron Berg. So tell me how you fell into that and what you're editing and what you're doing for him and for other comedians on the internet. Well, right now, actually, I'm just I'm full force trying to push uh, my own brand. Okay. Um, but with Aaron, I actually produced his Patreon, which was the Bodybuilder, uh-huh. and it was about getting into shape. Mm. So, uh, and that I produced a podcast for the Dojo of Comedy before. Right. Podcast for them, and that's actually how I got referred to work with Aaron. Gotcha. So, okay. But okay. now I'm, like I said, uh, just basically trying to use all of my skills to push my own brand, so that way I can get hired at more comedy clubs and come tour to a city near where every everybody exactly you. <laughs> well, you're too close. Not by you. Right. 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 <laughs> well, this is broadcasting out of San Francisco, so there you, you go. Are. San Francisco. Right, right, right. Okay, so Clint Esposito, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie. Tell us how people can watch, uh, catch up with you on the internet, on social media. How do people find you out there and follow you? We've already mentioned uh, LivestreamComedy.com, and that's a place. I think that's an alias for Clint Esposito.com, right? Yeah, that's a basically the page with all the shows or the area with all the shows is linked is livestreamcomedy.com. But once again, I just put everything on my personal site because I'm trying to get my own name out there. So yeah. we might as well drive everything to one place. But yeah, the website is, or my personal website is clintesposito.com. And I'm basically just Clint Esposito on everything. All social media. Uh, yeah, Facebook, Instagram. YouTube. I'm really pushing Instagram and YouTube. Uh, and as far as I know, I'm the only Clint Esposito, so there's that's a plus. That's a very big plus. Now it's E S P I S I T O. What? E S P O S I T O. Okay, I think I'll edit that out. Okay. P O I. No. E S P O S I. Okay, and Espedizito, it's E-S-P-O-S-I-T-O. E-S-P-O-S-I-T-O. Okay. Clint, like Clint Eastwood. Yeah, yeah, like Clint Esposito. Some people will say, you know, in the year 2080, right? Like Clint Esposito. Okay, now, Clint, everyone at home, Clint Esposito, is poised to watch this film at the exact same time we do here in the studio. So no everyone at home must press play at their YouTube device at the same time we do a play here in the studio so why don't you go ahead clint esposito and give us that celebrity comedian countdown three two one go thank you celebrity comedian countdown and celebrity comedian who did the countdown yes and to all the countdowns that have celebrity comedians this is the overture you can find your seat yeah, now, Mike, unfortunately, we're going to have to listen to 
an overture. I don't. We're gonna have to, or people at home will get sick. I want to fast forward. Well, that's because you're not an audience member from 1927. Had Correct. you been an audience, you'd be like, "What's that weird noise coming from this silent movie house?" This film is considered the first talkie. It is. Movie, the first movie talkie. The first movie talkie was my great great grandfather, Mike Spiegel in the first. Who you was told during the movie? Shut up! Yeah, Will you please. <laughs> I can't hear the piano. This is a talkie. And I, you know, my great great grandfather Mike Spiegel in the first would say, "It's a silent movie." <laughs> so shut up. So who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I know. Out of his time. He's a prick. Now, the now these are is, all the songs that we're going to hear in an overture? Uh, yeah, that's right. It's all sort of opera together. Um, that's the Opera together. Word. Yeah, so that it can be like, it is all the themes that we will hear. The thing is, you know, there's a, it's a myth that Hollywood just poof, switched to sound. It isn't true. Right. Um, now, also, there was a movie before this called Don Juan, which was a much bigger splash in the day because it was the first one with sound no it didn't do speech that's what really makes people think this is the one because they talk uh, not only do they talk in this movie he sings he sings in yes. hebrew right he sings in english mm -hmm. back then they would have to have the piano accomplishments sing the hebrew parts Who's saying that? Where's that coming from? <laughs> Ata. <laughs> Baruch. Do you have any money? I am Baruch. Ata. I am Baruch. Hey, I heard if you go wook, you go brook. There you go. It's my little woke joke for you. Once you go Baruch, you never. So we're going to see um, Baroque music. No, it's pronounced, wait, Baruch Ata, right? Yeah, Baruch we're going to see a lot of Baruch. Because he's a cantor, right? He's the son of a rabbi. Right. And his father wants him to be a cantor. But he of wants course. to sing contemporary music. Bingo. I see. I know of this. This is a pop culture touchstone. I've never seen this movie. We come from America. Today, I have seen the 1979 Neil Diamond movie called The Jazz Singer. Right, back and then he could be balding and still a hero. Wasn't it interesting he did Jazz Singer and then he wrote a song about E.T., Turn On Your Heart Light. <laughs> that was his Hollywood years. Yes. Now, I, if I was an audience member in 1927, my ears and my eyes would be bleeding from this experience of hearing music coming from the film. Well, okay, right now... You would hear music like this on the film. It just would have interstitials, right? And oh, like, yeah, go get a uh, clam chowder at Tony's type of thing. <laughs> right, but the thing is, it wouldn't be synchronized. They just start playing this phonograph, essentially, that was part of the distribution. See, it was called, um, let's see here. It is a vid Vitaphone, Vitaphone, disc on a sound on disc system. It's a class of sound film processes using a phonograph or another disc to record or play back in sync with the motion pictures. There's a mechanical interlock with the movie projector itself. So you start them both at the absolute beginning. 
the record would turn as the film went. It was interlocked. Cool. Cool beans. This is why I failed Tech AV Club. I didn't realize it was a grade. Okay, here okay. we go. Now our movie's starting. But since it's 1927, we're going to see a bunch of credits. Right. This, I hate the opening credits. No, I'm kidding. Warner Brothers, right? That lot looks depressing. It was probably just Jack Warner's house at the time. <laughs> Back then, these guys were like that. Just It was Sam Warner and his brother. And they were like that. As a matter of fact, when this thing came out, Sam stopped taking a pay cut while it was being made because it was so goddamn expensive. And he moved his family to a like cheaper apartment. Now, once wow. again, not a cheaper mansion. This guy was in an apartment. They were, yeah, it was Warner Brothers, but it's not like today. These were like a couple dudes on a lot. Roll them. Now, who's is the cancer? Where's his dad? No, I know this story also could because of The Simpsons. The Simpsons uh -huh. did a... Uh, Cressy's dad is a rabbi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rabbi Krasowski. <laughs> In every living soul, a spirit cries for expression. Perhaps this planted, plant, plaintive, plaintive. Shut up, great great grandfather. Is the misunderstood <laughs> utterance of a prayer. So it's saying, okay, jazz isn't religious music, but God is music. And, you know, maybe. You know, there's God in this contemporary music. Yeah, way like, to relate to the young people. Like, okay, roll up on the skateboard. Footage of the street. I'm sorry, go ahead, my guy. Oh, no, I was just saying, you sound like one of those young preachers with a skateboard. <laughs> Look at these dangerous rides. How many people are here? Like 6 million, 17,000. Tons I of people. No idea. Yeah, tons. Now, here is our cantor from Temple Beth, and he's, cantor you know, we're waiting for his son. Where's his son? He isn't home. It's, he's going to sing like, tonight. It's a silent movie. He's not talking. There's mm -hmm. title cards. Yeah, that's right. He's going to sing Cole Nidre. There will only be, yeah, that's right, Mike. That's right. There will only be a very little, there'll be certain scenes with sound, okay? And when it comes to talking, there's only going to be two minutes in total of the full film talking, not sound, but talking. Carl, I'm going to have to get this out of the way because I know you and our listeners are tired of this story that we talk on and on. But back in the 20s, Carl and I worked in silent movies. Yes. And one day we heard about this talkie film. And we said, whatever. So we yeah, were driving our, our jalopy. Yeah, uh -huh. so we had like, we had fuck you money back then, so we would buy these jalopies. Oh, I had we were... hundreds, hundreds of dollars. Hundreds, yeah, like literally tens of dollar bills coming out of my pockets back then. Wait, and like I, I was... didn't interrupt you. This, this piano player is like the weirdest looking motherfucker ever. Oh, he's singing. But when you see him, who's singing is Jackie, the son. Now, this is a common commoner song. This is a Goyish song, right? Not yes, like a Jewish, is... yeah. Of course. What do you mean? Okay. Oh, so listen, I know you're tired of this story, but we were driving our car and we go by the uh, Warner Brother Theater and it said the jazz singer, and we said, "All right, for a lark, let's walk inside this. This will right. never work." We said, "We, we went said inside." Title cards. Yeah, and we went inside, and people were uproariously yelling at the screen. 
It was incredible. Then we knew our role Lucky. in Silent Films was over. That's when Fish Burgers was born, and we were doing talkies from then on. That's right. We went to community public access channel. He's eating a chicken bone. He's so impressed. This is Moisha, and he has seen that the rabbi's son is singing with some guys. Oh, oh he's God, running I home to be a tattletale. He's running. Yeah, I got to run to the rabbi. He's called the kibitzer. kibitzer. He's just oh, a kibitzer. Like... Kibitz. Kibitzer. Yeah. The mm -hmm. gossiper. Right. The enta. Right. So he's like, do you know what your son is doing? He's, what, eight years old singing in a... God, I keep running. This is pretty cool, the street. So this is not, like, we watched the... It's, real. it's not a set. Yeah, because we watched Dead End, and that was a set. Oh, yeah. Bowery Street Boys. So basically what's going on is he's like, where is this kid? He's supposed to be singing. And the mom's like, maybe he doesn't want to be a cantor. And he's like, shut up, woman. Are you crazy? Five generations of cantors. He'll start to pass the young kid forward without supper. Yeah, you got to get a little bass in your stomach before you start fasting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. If you skip a meal before passing young kid forward, you're screwed. You see, he gotta... kissed the, um, yeah. what do you call it? It's apparently I, on the I, wrong I, side of the door. It's supposed to be on the right side, and it was on the left. Whatever. It's 1927. I don't know how they did it back then. Yeah. I have mine on the left side. I have one. Wait, you have yours on the left side? The yeah. internet complains wait, about... Wait, 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 wait. Well, no, when you approach the house... Right. <clears throat> yeah, I think it's on the right side door. Oh, as you... Right. Not as you exit, right. but as you enter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when so, I exit, it's on the left side. Because <laughs> you're lefting right? it behind. Not right, left. It's very important. You don't want the angel of death to kill you. You want the angel of death to see it and pass over your house. Right. Yeah. Look how ugly this guy is or how weird looking he is. <laughs> Ooh, he's like a demon. Ooh, but Jackie's no better. Family entrance. You yeah, have this... a rabbinical entrance. <laughs> That's literally this his family walking kid, in. This kid would go on to become a director, and he would do well. And his, he'd die in, like, 1950. Wow. Now so he was pretty young then. <clears throat> this is the late 20s. Yeah, let me look. Ah, uh, you got the celery? What are you going to make? Now, all the way home, he, like, the reverse of drags him. He pushes his ass. How embarrassing the whole neighborhood sees your dad oh, dragging me. you home. Yeah, I know. You just you hang your head in shame. Now it was it was I'm sorry, not nineteen fifty, nineteen ninety he died. That's pretty contemporary. Wow. Um his name was Bobby Gordon. He was age thirteen right now, we're seeing him. Now what is he, it with the buttons? You know, the internet says his buttons are wrong. He's gonna go in, he's gonna get him he's gonna get a whooping. And when he comes out, his buttons are wrong. I didn't notice it, but kind of because it doesn't that's, matter. That's there so whooping. There's some interesting... Oh, What's it say, though? Buttons. Yeah, oh. go very back. What the fuck does it say? Why would you... Is he punk rocker in the 1920s? Like, <laughs> yeah, why has he got butted? <laughs> the Clash? The Jam? What the fuck's going on? Yeah, the Jam. Right, that's perfect. The Jam. What does that say? Think. But you misspelled think. It says think. What kind of crazy so, button is this? He says, if you whip me, I'm running away. 
He was, he's not kidding. He's not kidding. Oh, no. The first living. Uh-oh. Carl, he's like me. He got his belt right off. Yeah, just like you did for relieved a lot of pressure. Yeah. Now she is just like, oh, 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 Princess Leia. She's I just... know she's got the rock and the Princess Leia. Old school original. Okay, so now and he's the, to her. His, his buttons don't look different than me. I'm acting. Come here, I'm acting. Oh, are you acting too? Let me act with you. <laughs> That's impressive, the crying. I'll get out of here. I'll leave for America uh, today. <clears throat> Wait, I'm in America right now. So by 1947, that guy was directing films. Uh, the Joe Lewis story, it came from beneath the sea in 1955. Nice. Black Zoo. He did My Friend Flicka. He did The Texan in Bonanza. And The Many Who Loves of Goby Gillis. Who do you think would win a fight, Flicka or Flipper? Well, Flicka's think, a horse, right? Yeah, Flicka yeah. would win. Well, it depends. Is the is it in the ocean or is it on yes, land? Yes, of course, in the ocean. So the Flicka well, would then, not. I, Flicka I'm would gaming not the system. Well, I guess you're right. Either way, it's it's lose lose because on land. Well, Flicka Flipper just give me go gah, 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 and you just step on him. Shout out yeah. you. He doesn't even have hands. He doesn't have legs. Flipper would flip out. That's all he could then, do is flip. And when he dies, the kids will mourn. They'll go, his name was Flipper. Flipper. <laughs> and they'll say, he died on porpoise. <laughs> he meant to do it. Yeah, it was intentional. Flicker had nothing to say about the killing. Is, of course, on that day, Flicker was horse. He was horse. Okay, so now oh, we're... back to the movie. Oh, synagogue. Right. Now, you know you... During services, you shouldn't be filming services. It's, you know, considered work. But I guess this yeah. is a movie. Torah? Nice. Now, see, the um, the kibitzer was handed off the... Kibitzer. I mean, he's got a position in the kibitzer. He, he does have a position in the, in the synagogue. Now, essentially... That's it. I have no son. He's run away, and I'm disowning him at the same time. He's just doing, I don't know. It's all very stupid. And the, the end is like, it's my fault, right? I nope. should have never brought that up. Oh, you mean the mom? No, the, the guy who ran like seven No, he don't give a fuck. No, no. He'll be back throughout the whole film, man. You'll see. He's a friend and a foe at the same time. You see, they love him, but he's like, he can't keep his mouth shut. And he's... She comes in services. Hang on, let's crank this up. Okay. The kids are faking it. <laughs> They're just moving their mouths. It's not insane. <laughs> Now listen, this Don Juan was released in 1926. It was a huge her stir in Hollywood. Um, it was it had synchronized sound effects and music. Now not dialogue. They could have done right. dialogue, it just didn't occur to him. So music, sound effects. But but you could see with the music the mouth was going, you know, it was in sync. This film did dialogue, and that's why it got immortalized. 
you know, I mean, like, it's cool, all this serious stuff. Yeah. It's the film best known for the main character dressing up in blackface, which is unfortunate, but I do like the, the Jewish background. It is unfortunate. Yeah, it's really unfortunate, because that was deplorable and despicable. The thing is, it wasn't really despicable of this guy. It was more like despicable of the society, but too bad. Right. You were the poster child, and they're going, Mammy! They always make jokes about it. That's another thing. I mean, as a generation that watched Bugs Bunny more than, say, the jazz singer, this movie is like a pop culture reference point, and we know the reference point more than we know the actual movie. Right. That's right. You know, more than we know the actual movie. We when know started, Mammy, the reference. Yeah. Right. Now, when I started watching this film, he started doing some songs, and I was like, I know that song. Then another song, I know that song. It, like, it turned into, like, just like you said, there's lots of – that thing made its way through uh, – it had legs and got to us, and we were disconnected from the original thing that made it. Right. This is the same conversation I have in synagogue too, Carl, so I feel at home. <laughs> Shut up, Mike Spiegelman right. the seventh. Okay, now okay, 3,000 miles from home. Up, you you got to – okay, why don't you just turn it on because we're going to have the talky part now. Is he in Hollywood? No, 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 not at all. He's in San Francisco. Uh, I don't know what town he's in. I'm sorry. I about think it, that. the thing said SF on the on the jacket. Okay, now there he is. There's Al Jolson. Now he was kind of Jack Robin. Okay, he was kind of known. <clears throat> but this yeah, from really made him. Yeah, because he must be like what, like just known from the radio, from records, from other movies. Uh, from other movies and from doing performances. Now, Mike, as you know, we've been watching these 1927 films, and we did this also for 1926. You know, and we did it. Did we do it for 25? I don't remember. Yeah, we did. So I'm used to the silent movies. And when I watch him like this right now, it's giving us a silent movie with all the interstitials. So when he starts talking and singing, I'm blown away. Like I, it was like I was a 1927 audience member. I can't believe my eyes, you know. You remember when we pulled our jalopy over from Silent Money movie, and uh, we went inside and we heard him sing, and I started to pee my pants. Okay, turn up the you sound the and leave it up. Le yes, I remember that. Leave it up now, quick, quick, quick. Now we're synchronized. What about the other folks? Yeah, some folks have two. Is he crooning where you project through your mouth at a certain angle? I don't know about the angle part, but yes, he's crooning. Now, this guy was famous for, like, emoting and being, you know, he's just doing a performance, you know? It really can be quite silly. Do you consider this jazz singing? Well, 1927 did. This is a terrible song. It's about, like, his kid, you know? Boys get dirty hands, dirty face. Peanut butter jelly smudges. Don't shut the fuck up at night. Those kids, they grow up. 
Look how she's acting like, oh, I'm struck. Oh, who is that on stage? He's the greatest man I've ever seen. He's not doing anything so great. Jolson does that thing with his shoulders. <laughs> like, is he a puppeteer? Like, if he was a puppet, like, I don't know where his spine is. Like, he's, he's so upright, but his shoulders are hunched. Yeah. <laughs> he's exaggerating. He knows he's doing unnatural things. Look how he grabs I loved him in Heart Bleeps. <laughs> the Andy oh, Kaufman role. He's just the most greatest performer I've ever seen. I ought to offer him a show. Oh, really? Don't take him away. <laughs> well, this is like some dinky club. <laughs> right. Look how pissed off the saxophone player is. <laughs> Get fucking violins. Give me a part. Now I don't. I know you, Mike. Don't turn it down now, because he's gonna. Talk. Is this okay? Because I want to hear you, and I want the audience to hear us too. Well. All right, okay. I'm it up. Well, I just don't want to miss it when he talks. We might miss it, and that's the whole fucking point of this movie. I had so... seen Elmo's Fire in 1927 when he started speaking. <laughs> I started seeing a roll of Bor Boris around me. <laughs> Look how he put up his jacket, uh, you know, collar top. Because yeah, like a human does. People would even... do that in the cold. What is he, Falco? Okay, listen now. Here we go. Yeah, right. Perfect. So that blew me away. You, you, you ain't heard nothing yet. That became a big thing. You ain't heard nothing yet. I remember I fainted and, and shot blood that night. <laughs> okay, you can turn it down. I can't turn it off. What's a tootsie? It, it's a girl. He's saying tootsie goodbye. Sorry. Don't cry. The choo-choo train that takes me away from you. No words can tell how sad it makes me. Toot toot tootsie, don't cry. Gotta go. The bus is outside. Toot outside. Don't call me. I'll call you. The Greyhound bus that takes me. Oh, well, Have listen you to ever his heard? Whistling. Listen to his whistling. He, now he's whistling? Nuts. Now, what he's doing with his la uh, right hand, pretending like he's playing a trumpet or something, that's all fake. It doesn't affect the sound. He's just whistling. So it's fun. He's not modulating his mouth, the organ, to make these noises? His mouth organ, he is. But his fingers, but fingers don't do anything. Oh, right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. He's not, yeah, it looks like he's pressing and like playing a clarinet or something. I guess this is jazz thinking. He's so weird. Whoa, look at him go. Look at the trumpet ear. He's like finally could play something. Don't cry. We're getting to our big ugly ending. Dances like a girl. He's moonwalking. Goodbye. Yeah, don't you remember we were fucking in the audience at this point? Just a mass orgy. Uncontrollable. Now, watch. I can't they believe do, it. They will do some sort of mis... Watch this. 
They'll do the I'm same shot again listening. and again and again. It's like a glitch and in again. the matrix. Oh, it's a, this is a glitch in the matrix. A glitch in the matrix. This is all not real, Carl. Oh, a glitch yeah, in the matrix. This is me on my Instagram. Check out the standing ovation I got. It lasted six seconds. <laughs> then we'll just loop it. Congratulations. Congratulations. Now, a guy comes over. Tell that man I want to fuck him. <laughs> this lady over there. He yeah, says she wants first. to fuck you. Oh, oh. Okay. Look at them. They're banging away on the table. What kind of restaurant is this shit? Yeah, they give him little mallets. Pops the guy for the restaurant. Stop banging on my tables. I'm trying to make food. Get a wreck of my shit. Please have a seat. The little mallets. I guess it's intentional. I can't think with your fucking mallets. <laughs> so, um, I understand that you want the man said you wanted to fuck me. No, I said I wanted to bang. Well, isn't that the same thing? No, with these these little hammers. Here, take one. Let's so bang. literal in the twenties. Well, he so got... now we're back to a silent film where he's very expressive. He's very. Oh expressive. yeah, yeah. There's many jazz singers, but you have a tear in your voice. Ooh, sure. See, the thing is, she knows he's complicated. That's no, why she's attracted. She actually said a tear because his voice was so bad; it sounded like he had a rip uh, in his voice. I am tearing your eardrums. <laughs> I am ripping. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for the sex, but my train is here. Gotta go. Now, look, back in the day, you know, 1927 or whatever, there were two competing incompatible sound systems. The This Vitaphone, this was done. And there's okay. something called Fox's photo film. So the thing is, you had to be one or the other. You know what I mean? But this is a Warner. Oh, so but Warner Brothers use either Vitaphone or the other guy. No, they used Vitaphone. But there were also Fox had Photofilm, which sounds like picture picture to me. Uh, Also, the the sound like the whole the process. That's that's how do you say it? Kibitzer. 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 Like kibbles and bits. Kibitzer. $250, $250, you see that? $250, that would be $3,600 today. And he's got a girl. Yup. Jack Robin is his name. He's forsaken his Robin <laughs> Jack Robin. Terrible. That's, a, that's what comics do, right? Because you have two first names as a first and last name. The classic uh-huh. Steve Martin name. Martin is like, a full name? Okay. Yeah, like Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence, another one. Or Carl. Uh, uh, Car- Carl. I guess I don't do that. No, your name is first and last name. Oh, he married a Sixka. Sixka, <laughs> listen to me. I know I can't well, talk. <clears throat> this fucking one of them Christian broads. So, yeah, um, in so many words. Why can't I pronounce that? So the the one Jewish guy meets his friend in the park and says, how's it going? It's going terrible. I sent my son to Israel and he came back a Christian. The guy, the other guy goes, what? We got to go to the rabbi with this. So they go to the rabbi. 
says, look, Rabbi, he, he, he sends this kid to Israel, comes back a Christian. He goes, what? We got to talk to God. So they go to God. And the rabbi's like, look, this guy, he sent his kid to Israel, comes back a Christian. And God goes, well, I don't know what to tell you. I sent my son to Israel. Come back Christian. Fucking old new rabbi. So then who do they talk to? Listen, that's a hilarious old joke taught to me by Jewish people from my fourth Israeli country. <coughs> they, were, the they were making fun of you. Okay, so now Jackie Ro Jackie Robbins has written home, right? And yeah. uh, but Dad is still being such a like. Uh, he's just being such a little girl. I mean, he's just like I have no son. You know, it's been like eight to ten years. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's been like but, at least those pairs of years. So now. He's in a show, thanks to Mary, the girl who, the woman who saw him. Now, we're about to see somebody called Loy, um, Myrna Loy. And apparently, she's a big, famous person, because the internet makes a big deal that she gets a two-second appearance. Look at yeah, Mary. No, she's, she's a name for sure. I, I, I'm, I don't really remember a film I've seen. Me neither. Uh, the name Myrna Loy sounds familiar, but the internet made a big deal. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I love these vaudevillian shows. This is this is more fun. Like I always complain about when they have vaudevillian stuff on. No, movies. no, it's not vaudeville. It's not vaudeville. But okay, go ahead. Oh, it's jazz singing. But jazz singing or whatever. Like just this live show. This seems okay. like a, a story that takes place during this. You know what I mean? Like. He yes. sings, but it's more character-based. He's sure goofy about her. That is Myrna Loy. He doesn't stand a chance with Mary. Well, Myrna's fucking wrong. Uh, anyway, Which that's it. Myrna, on the left or right? On the left, and she goes on wow. to entertain. Look at this. they got to entertain the audience at all costs. Listen, uh, we're going to take a break in between acts. Oh, no, we can't. Here's some Arabic bullshit. <laughs> that's right. <clears throat> So Mary gets an offer to go to New York, uh, Chicago, and become a big deal, right? This so, is good. This is 2019. They're actually putting the date on this movie, August 8th. Yeah, that's right. As a matter of fact, there is a continuity error. He's writing her a letter, and it says, like, August 7th. And then when she gets it, it says August 8th. I think it's no big deal, but the Internet cares. Well, I mean, a lot of people must have seen this movie hundreds of times. There must be some fans of this movie who've seen it wow. more times than we have. Yes. So they're not really boyfriend and girlfriend, but they're like got such a crush on each other, and they're heading that way. And now he's she's being called away <clears throat> to Chicago. So this is this is Mary that. from years ago too, right? Like they've been going steady for a while. No, they're not going steady at all. This is Mary from the restaurant just a little while ago who said, oh, I'll let you in. So she gave him a chance in the show, and he's about to become part of it. And just as that happens, she starts – now she's leaving. Oh, bye. Yeah, he'll never see her again. I typed – I made a typo when I went to see this movie, and I wound up watching on YouTube The Ass Singer. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's gross. It wasn't sound. There was sound. Was it from farting? He would make singing noise? Like he would talk? Yeah. People were like, we've heard plenty. Okay, look. This is a very famous cantor. One of the biggest ones of all time. And he's basically getting a cameo in this. It's like... Oh, cool. So they could have him sing? Yeah, he's going to sing. You know, because of the up. budget, they can only afford to, to tape the Madonna show. <laughs> Yossi Rosenblatt, Ukrainian-born cantor and composer. Regarded as the greatest cantor of his time, now he died early. He died at age 51. Okay. Um, his fame extended beyond the Jewish world. Large concert fees, a singing role in this, the jazz singer, singer and also... The Sobriquite, the Jewish Caruso? I don't know what that is. What is it? I don't know. Type it, type it in the private chat. Type it in the private <laughs> chat so I can okay. see what you're saying. Okay, I'll type it in. It's really All right, no one look. This is a private chat. I'm putting it, it says in the private comments. chat. It's not a private chat. It's the comments. Oh, it's under comment? Oh, shit, I got to use my mouse. All right, I'm looking at the comments section. Okay, I'm putting it in. It is right. a S-O-B. Uh, I didn't say screen share, you dummy. You know, everyone private here in the... Chat. Okay, private chat, you win. All right, all right. Well, now yes. i got to click back to private. You can hear the people in the synagogue. Mike Spiegel with the seventh. You're just as bad as your great-great-great-grandfather. Will you shut up during the rabbi singing? The cantor is singing. I'm sorry, I'm I'm putting it in. Did you hit enter when you're done? You know, like you hit enter or return. I see nothing in our private chat. Okay, there it is. Oh, you want me to pronounce that? Yeah. So Brit. That's not Yiddish. So so Kret. So Brit. So Briquet. It's S O B R I Q U E T. It's like a soliloquy, like a so. Oh look, August seventh. August seventh. Okay, so this is a flashback. Well, that's the thing. When uh, when he gets it, when she gets it, it's August eighth. Weird. Well, maybe the mail service from Medford, Illinois, is superior. And can get it. The, we get it on time. We get it a day early. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, ah, oh, I'm so clever. I don't need a chair. I can sit on my luggage. <laughs> Man, spread all I want. Life on the road. Air now, feels look. good on my ball, dangling balls. Air feels good on my dangling balls. Because, <laughs> you know, with that kind of material, it just blows right through. Oh, yeah, right. It goes, the breeze goes right through there. Uh-oh, a little yeah. drama. Yeah. Let's so rave. I'm better than that guy, and they're like, oh, he's the best. I didn't realize this was all mostly kind of half silent and half talky. Yeah, look that's at this. The they're so in tune. Now, look, when when he goes and visits his mom, we're going to have a great segment. we got to listen to the whole thing. Okay, yeah, all right. Oh, wait. You're not leaving on this train. Your booking has been canceled. Oh, don't you hate oh. that? 
bummer. Shit, but I got a deck of cards and everything. I've been going over big. I got a deck of cards for the train. Yeah, I got a cup of coffee. Sorry, that's the word from New York. Wow, that's your fucking business is brutal. Second Medfield, Illinois. It's not even Chicago. Now our hero, the bitchy, la the grouchy lady, she's the winner. She's our hero. Said. <laughs> uh, sorry you uh, got shit canned. See ya. Guess you don't have to. Oh. You see. But guess what, pal? You didn't get shit canned. They're gonna bring you to New York. You're in. They. What? Wait a minute. He he shit talked them in front of the colleagues. Right, and then we like get all on the train and drive away thinking he got right. shit canned. He's like, that get train's gonna float. That train's gonna float off their hot air. <laughs> Did you see that scene? Oh, tell me again. Tell me again. Oh, you were there. Oh, Who nothing? Here's the train ticket now. What kind of shenanigans is that? Look at that. He slaps him five five. Yeah, well, no, he went to shake his hand and he bounced off. No, he slapped it and shook it. Stop yelling. Mother, that's famous, right? Well, oh, it's Manny. Yeah. I got to tell you, his behavior towards his mom is fucking weird. Uh, first Ooh. of all, there's something sexual about it. And secondly, uh -huh. it's way over the top. Way over the top. Oh, my mommy. Hey, oh, mommy. Oh, mommy. It's ridiculous. You'll see. Silent movies kind of, kind of a ridiculous. Oh, is this Quinn Santera? Sixtieth birthday. Oh, sixtieth. Wow. Yeah. And what's he gonna get? Well, he. Oh, it's a prayer shawl. He got a nice Great. prayer shawl. Very nice. That's what he needed. Oh no. They got the, the same one. The same thing. Yeah. Uh oh. It's the same. Oh. Oh boy. Oh my goodness. Oh. Life is so, so crazy. Maybe the guy, the guy at the department store is like, score, sold two in one day. Now, here's Moshe. Now, so what has Moshe brought? He's brought a present, and guess what it is? He goes, XX. He goes, I got this because I think you ladies need some nice jugs around here. <laughs> because you're deflated pancakes. Oh, Bob Wine. And what did he get for the 60th birthday? It's a fucking prayer. It's like sitcom. Look how raggedy his jacket is. Now, this guy in real life, his name as an, he's, uh, was Jewy Jusen. And uh, he played Jewish parts. <laughs> but it was a stage name. That was a stage oh, name. Oh, right. Real name uh, was. Um, I've seen his westerns. Sheriff Jewy Jusen. <laughs> Uh, it was it, he was really Jewsenowitz, but they you know they shortened it so it would be less Jewish. Oh, you're missing all um, the Jewish humor in this movie. Another we talked person. through the rabbi. We talked through all the prayers. What am I, twelve years old, studying for bar mitzvah? <laughs> okay, so here comes our man, and he's back where he grew up. Okay, he hasn't been here for years. This is all real, by the way. Oh, look, he bumps into the kibitz, kibitzer. Yeah. Are you, Are you Jackie's original Jewish name? Oh, yeah, I think you're mistaken. You know. My name is Jackie Cabinet. 
Are you Yudelson, the kibitzer? Okay, so maybe his real life name is Moshe. Let me look that up here. Um, well, it could be his first name. It could be. Um, Moshe. Wow, look at this street. So cool. Here he goes. He doesn't recognize it's him. Oh, he does recognize it's him. Now he's home. This is it. This is a big moment. You're you're right, Mike. That was his last name, Udelson. His name is Moish as a character is Moisha Udelson. His real name's Otto Lederer. He died in nineteen sixty-five. He was Czechoslovakian American. Hundred and twenty films he was in. Jeez. Including a Laurel and Hardy. Now we're gonna get a bunch of over the top mummy stuff. When I tell you sounds, you gotta do it. Not yet. Not it's yet. too late. I got the sound up. Well, it's you no, know, and you're gonna eat it because it's too early. Okay. Mama! Well, let me tell you a joke. So there's an anti-infestation going on at an Orthodox okay. synagogue. Oh, no. Three rabbis are talking, right? The Orthodox said, yeah, we had these ants. And I, I uh, called a service and they took care of it, but the ants came back. I didn't know what to do. And then this uh, 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 conservative rabbi says, yeah, you know, we had ants too. And we wanted to do like these safe traps, but they kept crawling out of traps. They kept coming back, even though we, we sent them out. And okay. then the uh, reformed rabbi says, yeah. oh, you know what I did? I bar mitzvahed all of them, and they never came back at all. The next day, they were gone. Never showed up at the synagogue ever again. Right, Once you just bar mitzvahed them. Yep. I get it. That's reformed people. But they do come for, for uh, uh, Passover and Yom Kippur, and, right? Don't they? Yeah. Come for what the answer Elijah no, the reformed Jews oh yeah no it's just a different time it's all yeah it's, it's all good Carl look mommy I got this ridiculous triangle case <laughs> I thought he was gonna pull out his heroin needle now look oh, wait, got, oh, got a present for her all right don't look it says I love you mommy yeah now he goes did you steal Watch wow. this interstitial. Jackie. Okay. Diamonds with stones in it. You didn't do anything wrong, did you, Jackie? Jackie. <laughs> Jakey. J-A-K-I-E. Look, you ain't heard nothing yet. You see that? Weird. They used the interstitial for that, too? Now, look. Didn't his picture used to hang there? What the fuck, Mom? Right. That's how uh, he saw ass hurt. Ass or eight year old, 13 year old version. Oh, right. He's, he doesn't exist here anymore. What fucks with my picture? Jockey. It's sad. It's sad. He doesn't have a son anymore, so why would he put up the picture of his son? Now, in real life, that dad is only six years older than him. He is older than him, but, you know, the, he couldn't have had a kid at six. Get typecast as an old guy, and that's it. Boom. Pow. I'm trying to think, like, was Al Jolson, like, relevant in the 60s? Yeah. 60s? Like, uh... Like, at what point did we started picking up on him for pop culture-wise, right? Like, did he have a show in the 50s? Well, I got to... Was... No, not really. He went away. I got to... I'm going to tell you about it, but not right now. Turn up the okay. sound now, because this is... This of course. Is the big... 
Now you'll know this song. Look at him emoting. He bats his eyes at you. Yeah. He's just like, I'm fooling around. I'm fucking around. You know it. I'm having a fun time. He's, he's crooning it. Now, check out this great dialogue. Okay, okay. <laughs> it was ad libbed, or they had one take. <laughs> now look, he's gonna steal something. Something sexy here. Now the Bronx was proverbial then. Really? Uh, birds, old birds, suburbs, suburbs. Is that a Jewish suburb, a suburb? Goldberg. Listen to this. Got up. There's a glitch yeah. in the matrix. They get up again. Yeah. What? What, what the is the matrix, fuck? Carl? The matrix. If you don't know what the matrix is, you just follow the blue bunny. Okay. Look, I got these two pills. Take the red pill, and everything goes back to normal. Take the blue pill, and you're gonna be stoned out your mind. <laughs> Carl, <laughs> give me the blue pill, motherfucker. Carl, don't forget, I don't know when we're going to be airing this, but March 26th, John Wick Chapter 4, his theaters. Oh, that's a long COVID, but now it's finally here. Thank goodness. I can still wait. I can absolutely wait. <laughs> you can still wait. Now, how dare you bring that fucking jazz in this fucking house? Right. What an insult. That's a very famous old song. It's not. It's a classical tune. I I don't know who wrote it. Yeah, this song. I know this song. 
Again, you know, this song is used in like Monty Python. We yeah. interrupt. We're sorry to interrupt. We're sorry to interrupt the interruption of the interruption. <laughs> and now we right. return without interruption. So he's basically saying, look, hey, you don't want to be a cantor. Five generations were a cantor. And he goes, look, I'm sorry. I, I This is, you know, you grew up in the old country. I didn't. I grew up here. You'd feel the same way. This is another day. Kind of a good point, I guess. Even though he's betraying five generations of cantors. Yeah. It's a heavy load. This guy was a Swedish actor. Um, he was American, but he's from Sweden. He did a bunch of uh, Broadway stuff and film, but he was always known as the um, Chinese character. He played Dr. Fu Manchu. He played Harry Chang in Shanghai Express. And oh. for 16 films, he played Charlie Chan. Unbelievable. No, he goes, oh. many happy returns of the day. He got him. What do you think he got him for, for his birthday? A phonograph? A prayer shawl. Oh, 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 sorry, I feel like this. Oh. Moisha. Hi. Moisha, you listen. Now, the, the father doesn't take it. He's all butthurt and just what you needed. There's some guys at Gimbal who sold four prayer shawls in one day. He's just like, I love it. <laughs> Hi, can, can I help you? Yeah, hi, my friend the rabbi is birth, 60th birthday is coming. I don't know what to get him. I want to get him something unique. Unique, you say? Well, I was just <laughs> tell, I mean, I have an idea for you. <laughs> <laughs> so Al Jolson died early, and he was not really very relevant. He died in 1950. He was only um, 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 64 years old. That's not so early, but it is early. Yeah. And In the 20s, he was one of the greatest, you know, like most famous and highest paid stars. This was, he was self built, self built. It's the world's greatest entertainer. Uh, you, you know, I think I think, I think I've seen his gravestone. Let me write this down. Al mm -hmm. Jolson Tomb. Two to the goodbye. Nope. Hillside <laughs> Memorial Park in Los Angeles is where gotcha. Al Jolson's gigantic mausoleum. It's not even a mausoleum. It is a. I'm looking at the picture right now because. Why don't you go there and film why you should watch the next LWAFLMOIC? That's right. Hey, coming up, we'll be watching the jazz singer with starring Al Jolson, who's right behind me. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah, I'm here. He's there. If you were a jerk, you could dig him up. Really, seriously, you could, and say, "What are you? We're doing you on the next podcast." Oh, oh yeah. You know, I could go virtual. I could say, uh, "Hi, my name is Mike. And this is called Exhuming Al Jolson from Hillside <laughs> Memorial Park." Do you? No, but it's huge. It's like it's the weirdest thing. Like, uh, I, I I've seen it before. So that's kind of strange. Now, the guy who directed this, his name's Alan Crossland, and his grave, he only died, he died at 41 because there was a car accident, but his oh. grave was unmarked. 67 years later, in 2003, 
they donated a headstone. He had an unmarked grave, this director. Oh, my God. Yeah. Huh. Okay, so now he's in New York, and the rehearsals are going, and they're in good form, but the show's not so great. It's really Al Jolson who's saving it, Jackie Robbins, who's Look saving it. Look at that. That's never cool. Okay, so I keep bringing this up, but I guess my beef is that when we have movie, when the culture at the time when movies were out, where people would go see live shows as part of the right. entertainment, right. and there was a film, and they're showing you the live entertainment, they could do it as a voyeur, like as an audience member, like you get to see a live show as a theater, or you have a behind-the-scenes like drama. Like happening. right now. Right, right now. But I think this movie handles it really well. Like the mm -hmm. story kind of is more predominant than the show stuff. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, I get no... a little weirded out by that. Well, you're going to get weirded out because there's a lot of backstage stuff here in which, like, they're appealing to him. Well, I won't ruin I kind of want to ruin it. Oh, there's Mary. I thought we'd never see her again. Right. Oh, she left her hat here. She had to go pick it up. So now we find out Mary's the one who recommended him for the New York show. That separated him from his current entourage. Is then yeah. Unless they're in Chicago and I've got no, they're definitely no, in New they're York. New York. This is the yeah. He went so, oh. I don't know how Mary got from her Chicago review to New York, but she has, and she's gotten Al Jolson the job. Do, 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 goodbye. He goes, hey, what do you say? Mary. Oh, Mary. How does he talk? Love of my life. No. God, who holds their hat like that? What do you mean all the time back then? It's like ten and two, but two hands like oh. look. Everything was wrecked. different. Look at his hair; it's all greasy. It's greased, um, but everybody's is. And right. he's wearing lipstick, but that's because he's in a movie, you know. Um, but still, the, the buttons all the way tight to the top with the you know, it's, it was just a different time. That's like we saw that 1936 movie and their vision of the future. That was their, oh. their vision of the future. They were still their 1930s hairstyles and sure. style of dress, even though it was moderned up. Oh, then it's you I got to be thankful for. That's right. Yeah. We're going to do a reverse me too, buddy. Oh, is she going to approach him? Yeah. Welcome to the show. Uh, sorry you have to bang her to get the role. <laughs> You've got a hard spot to fill. This isn't going to be easy. That's all right. You need to see my toot toot tootsie. Oh, no, that's that's yesterday news. Toot toot tootsie, goodbye. <laughs> you think tootsie roll came from that? Uh, Tootsie Roll. I wouldn't know. Tootsie. Yeah, maybe. I bet you there's some history I'm, here. If only we had some sort of search internet. engine that we could just, you know, because I don't even have time to go to the library. I don't have time. Oh, the library's going to close in about two hours, so if we wrap this movie up, I could probably hit the hay and get there. Oh, I okay. could call Ask the Librarian at 1-900. Oh. What, what happened? He's got stiff disease. He's got... He's got boring stiff. What's going on 
He needs two women to walk around his bed at all times. He goes, look, 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 look at your no good son. He's going to be right here tomorrow night, the April He's got following. glasses and he puts a spec. Oh, no, it's just one glass. He's got that weird monocle. 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 If Jackie knew his father was sick, he would come. So why don't we go and fucking bug him? And that's what we're going to see now for an opening lot of the film. But he's going to cancel that. You could spoil this. He's going to cancel his opening night to be home with his dad, right? Yeah. If that's the plot. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a long road to get there. But yes, Michael. Yes. That now, are we going to eat our cake and then have our cake? Are we going to see him perform and then he's going to run home? Yes, is that's right. There's, there's yeah. a dress rehearsal, and this will be our opportunity to see him perform. And then, yeah, for the actual – but the thing is, it's just opening night. Now, the thing is, you know how much money is invested. Uh, I mean, oh, sure. tens of dollars, tens of dollars they put into this. <laughs> And then they're going to have to cancel their opening night. I mean, Ugh. we stand to lose eighteen fifty. So anyway, Don seeing you know, equivalent today's money, he really is going to sort of screw them because their opening night, you know, that's when I'm sure it was a sold-out house. So professionally, he's fucking himself over because he's leaving right. opening night. Romantically, he's he's screwing the pooch because... She yeah. got him there. They're yeah. really in love. And now he's going to walk out of her. But however, it's for family. Which, right. Which at least she should understand. So she'll come back. In the end, she will understand. Now look, in uh, he was the first, Al Jolson was the first to entertain <laughs> the troops in World War II. <laughs> look at you. You don't belong. Uh, he's the no, first but I thought it was funny. Like, he stared at the legs and he's like... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So... When he's going to have an awkward scene with that lady right there. You see the lady sitting there when yeah. he, when he, I, I don't get that. Like it says no smoking. He thought the sign says, said no smoking. Who's who's smoking? Okay. The Hector. Hector. What the fuck you say? Jack Robin. Okay. Now when the guy walks away, watch his interaction with the cute girl. Okay. Watch the cute girl right now. Eyes are on her. Ooh. <laughs> and she's still checking him out. Noodleson. So anyway, you know our guy. He's not going to take some bullshit like sorry. So he just bullies his way up there and he goes, Jackie! Hey, Robin Witch. No, no, Robin, Robin. Mary doesn't like it. Mary, don't, what the right. fuck is this? This interloper. Tomorrow's the day of atonement. I think he's saying the Okay, so as I said, he was the first to entertain the troops in World War II. So in 1950, he was also the first to entertain the GIs in Korea. He says he performed 42 shows in 16 days. 16 days, 42 shows. Do the math. How is that possible? He died weeks after returning from the to the U.S., partially partly owning owing to the physical exhaustion from that performance schedule. So he died at um, sixty-four. He was old, but the army he, killed him. 
kind of. I mean, if he did two shows a day, that's only 32 shows. He did an extra 10. So there was days with three shows, like weekends. Isn't that always? I mean, there's a matinee show we just saw here of a rabbi singing, a cantor singing. I guess, yeah, when you're in your 30s, but, you know, I don't know. Right. Now, it doesn't really say how he died. He was just sort of died. Well, I'm sure he got shot in by soldiers trying to fight a war and have to stop and listen to <laughs> Al Jolson. He was shot 1,700 um, times. Every time he performed, he was assassinated. I killed. No, you got killed. No, you, no they shot you. Oh, that's terrible to say. I it, know is. It, is. it is. Did not make fun of that. And war. So, like I said, this this kibitzer was in Laurel and Hardy's short, Your Darn Tootin. Now, he was in 120 films, but that's his biggest credit, a short. Uh, probably a famous one. Yeah. Probably. I don't really know. You know, he probably gave something to Laurel, and then Hardy handed it, gave it to Hardy, and then Hardy gave it to Laurel, and Laurel gave it to him, you know. Now... Dad's sick, so he can't sing tonight. And it's fucking Yom Kippur, goddammit. So he's saying, you gotta sing! Right. The first Rabinowitz in five generations to fail your God. Well, you know how to... (laughs) Honestly, this (laughs) this is like unfair. Like, of course he has to go to the synagogue. Of course he gotta go to the synagogue. The show must go on. Must go on. That's our religion. Oh, wait. Is he going to put on blackface on Yom Kippur? Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, Now, you ain't heard nothing yet. Al Jolson's famous line was an ad lib. The intention was that the film should only have synchronized music and not speech. But Jolson dropped that line which he always used in his stage act. You ain't heard nothing yet. And the director just left it in. And that's really changed, you know, this is a talkie. Wait a minute, wait a minute, you ain't heard nothing yet. It was a well-established stage patter, the internet calls it, of Jolson's. Um, He did it in a film called A Plantation Act in 1926. He had, you know, I mean, it wasn't with sound, but you could see his lips. He said, you ain't... So anyway, the line became like a an all-in joke after a while. In 1818, in a concert celebrating World War I, he ran on and said that. Um, admit the, the applause of a perceiving performer. So he said, you ain't heard nothing. That You're like, forget that guy. It's my oh, turn. that's weak. The following year, he recorded the song, You Ain't Heard Nothing Yet. So it became a song. He's really sick. Well, he's acting like he's sick. He hasn't left the bed since for the last 20 minutes. (laughs) He just looks a little tired. You know what would help if he, like, shaved his beard and, you know, got a little, maybe a little, took a shower... That's going to help him to clean his, shave his beard and take a shower? Well, 
And, yeah, and, and like that hat, man. He's had that hat on for like the last eight years. Oh my god, bro. Yeah, he's a clean as act up. I agree. Oh, here you go. There's a good these. start. Look at him crying. He's like yeah, missing a fun. He said he dreamed of the sun singing, and then he says some. Uh, that would be forgiven. Now, if you were a screenwriter, Carl, what would your third act be? He's racing back to sing for Yom Kippur, but uh, there's a car accident. Or yeah. the woman for the first act shows up, this time with a pistol. Right, right. right. Yeah, you would need some sort of uh, foil character who, you know, prevents them. Like maybe Moisha was a kibitzer, but like it wasn't with the nice, friendly way he does it. Like oh, yeah. trying to get to his father, he goes, no, you betrayed your God. You can't redeem yourself now. I guess this play is what's holding him back. Oh, it's bad news, bad news, I tell you. Okay, now we're going to get some funny jokes. He's going to bonk that guy's hand. Thanks. Some... You can't... You can't get a singer on... This guy says he should sing. Ah, funny, funny, funny. You can't even talk it. I could totally sing it. Like, I know the first six words of every prayer. And then I could just kind of... Sometimes I'll hear the first word. I go, oh, I know this one. Other times I'm like, ah, maybe I need to hear another couple words. He goes, some... There it is. Fine chairman you are. Let the sun be setting with no canter. He goes, I should yeah, they... stop the sun from setting? <laughs> yeah. Ow! Yeah, there you go. And that's it. That's the last funny thing in this movie. Now it's the, the funny... Well, he we will get, get to hear it's, it's pretty funny. Look at the... Oh, what yeah. a racket! <laughs> Let's play tennis and dance with our... Show is weak. Look at that jazz singer. Oh, this this is a great show. Our headliner, Flaky McFlake Flake, will be coming up. <laughs> Can't wait. Why do they call him all Flaky McFlake Flake? Now, he's going to do the performance, but he's kind of sad about it, you know? He knows what he's doing by refusing. And now, so he's kind of sad about it because his dad is sick. His dad's a rabbi. It's that sing is a ra uh, rabbi on Yom Kippur, and they don't have anyone in five generations to sing Kol Nidre. And right. it's down the street. Okay. And it's really close by. Yeah. Now yeah. he's going to do the most horrible thing ever and ruin his nice thing of being the first talkie, and he's going to get in blackface and just ruin right. it. I know. This was well, let's, I even, we were watching a nice Jewish film with Jewish jokes, right. Jewish music, and now he puts blackface on. Now you know that there was serious anti-Semitism back in the day, and it's great that this film is. It's like there is no anti-Semitism, you know, and 
I like you know, his ears. God, it's so weird watching him do this, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like the technique, got the back of the neck. Right. He, yeah, he did his ears like that, like making sure he touches every part. You missed uh, a little forehead there, buddy. Uh, so it's oh, queasy. Buddy. It's a little queasy. It's very ugly how the lips aren't done. Right. Now, do you think Mickey Mouse is a minstrel variation? Look at that. Uh, yeah. It's even worse. It could be a glitch in the Matrix. We're going to watch this scene. Uh, there he sees his mom. She's afraid. I'm worried you're afraid. Now, Mary wants him to do the show, but at the same time, she knows it's his choice, you know? He belongs to She must go on. Yeah. Now, the guy, okay, the author, right? There was an author who made a book. Uh, that's <clears throat> what this all comes from. In 1917, this guy, Ralphinson, native of New York City's Lower East Side, he, he was in Champlain, Illinois, and he saw Al Jolson perform uh, for a musical called Robinson Crusoe. He just, he loved it. I'll never forget the first five minutes of Jolson. His veracity, his amazing fluidity, which he shifted from, well, blah, blah, blah. He was really talented. So a few years later, he wrote a story called The Day of Atonement. It's a short story, and it was about Al Jolson, a Jew named Jackie Rabinowitz based on Jolson's real life. It was published in 19- Yeah. Now, so I guess he really got to know, know Al Jolson. <clears throat> 1922, it's published in Everybody's, that's the name of it, magazine. And later, he turned it into a stage play with this guy named George Jessel, who was playing Al Jolson's part. Uh, that was um, September 1925, and it became a hit, 303 performances. Called The Jazz Singer. Right. So then when they wanted to make it into a movie, it was George Jessel who got the lead role. So it was... A play based on the short story. Short story that's based on Al Jolson's life. Right. And George Jessel was going to play the lead. It doesn't make sense. What happened? What kind of backstabbing um, Hollywood? Warner Brothers, <laughs> Warner Brothers acquired the rights June of 26 with George Jessel signed to a contract. It was going to start May, tw- May, May of 1927, but there was a pay dispute. And George Jessel didn't do the film. So Jolson got the gig while he was touring in June of 1927. They went to New York and did all that B-roll of the crowds we saw. In late June, they started filming. They started with the silent stuff first. And in late August, they did the more complex Vitaphone stuff. And then in September, the shooting was done. So I don't know. There's more to this story about why this George Jessel was in the middle. And this, I mean, this movie has been written about and written about and written about. I mean, it's definitely like 
I mean, there's a lot of movies I've read about and I always wanted to see, but this one I've yeah. read about a lot and I've never seen it at all. So, so Edith Lindy's. She doesn't identify herself as mom. So when the guy goes to Al Jolson, he's like, some old lady is here, <laughs> you know? Right. Now, you Looks know like what? The man who was oh, here. Be... Neighborhood Yenta. So Mary's like, I'll tell him to go away. And he goes, no, 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 I'll bring him in. And Mary's like, oh, damn. Oh, how embarrassing. Oh, that might be my mom. Bring her in before the black face makeup drips off my face. Now, they they do, you know, like he she pretends she doesn't recognize her own son. Like, she doesn't understand what black face oh, is or something. Does he talk in? He doesn't talk in this, but this, this scene's been parodied all the time. He doesn't talk here. He will, they will do a sound one when he sings on stage in a minute. And he'll say mommy then. Yeah, but it won't be the famous song. She can't recognize her own son, Carl, because he's in blackface. Yeah, was that funny, his joke? Like, it's not Jackie, it's his shadow. Yeah. Papa is calling for you, you know? It's like, Mary's like, Like, come on, Jack. You know, the, the, the dress rehearsal is just as important as the opening show itself. So he's supposed to be getting ready, but he just keeps hesitating. And it gets to the point in which they're like, fucking now, you know. In two hours, it's going to be the day of atonement. It's going to be, you know, Seder. Sa Sabbath? No. How do you say it? Well, it's on Yom Kippur, or yeah. See, it's Yom Kippur. It's not just Sabbath. It's the sundown on Yom Kippur. It's the it's... time to start fasting. Right. Yeah, because you can't fast during the day of Yom Kippur. You gotta be. You gotta sit there and pray and atone. Right. You need to. Unless you have a show, and then it's okay to get into blackface and sing. <laughs> Listen, if your mom comes to you backstage and say, don't do this, Carl. Uh, yeah, I know. Song. I'm going to the open mic, mom. This is my no. life. Oh, the open don't mic. go to the open mic. Don't worry, mom. When I get on stage, I'll talk about you for three minutes. <laughs> Mommy is what I always say. So now the, the management are like, fucking now, Jolson. Now. Yeah. Now. Jazz singer, now. now. Come on. Now. Now. Now! Fucking now! <laughs> That's like my boss during the high holidays. I, I gotta call it sick. It's the high holidays. <laughs> Get in here now. Spiegelman, are you high? Boss! It's the high holidays. High holidays. It's now the they have like a celebration thing. about what? Polo? Brocade? <laughs> oh, here we go. Oops. It's a mommy song, but it's not our famous one. That'll come a little later. We should listen to all the songs. 
I don't know. It's up to you. It's in the public domain, but he's not gonna talk. He's gonna sing. You know, like it never rains but it pours. It never rains but it pours. If you're Christian, if you're Christian, if you're right. Jewish, never Yomka rains. But if Yomka pours once a year, you must atone. I saw that on the kosher salt uh, box. When it you know, rains and Yom Kippur's. Yehuda Matzah with their pun, with the uh, joke of the day. Well, because there's ionized salt and there's kosher salt. And the kosher, mm -hmm. and there's that, uh, when it rains and pours was the motto of a salt company, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. Morton. Very funny. That's I right. tried. I tried with the material you provided. It's the material you provided me. This is what made the funny. Now, in 1936, it's nine years later, he's going to do Lux Radio Theater, a 60-minute radio adaptation of this movie, and Al Jolson will reprise his role. I don't know. It seems like... 1960. No, 1936. 36. So it's nine years later. Whether so he's singing, and we can't hear her, but she has a card. What? Who has a card? The mother talked, but we, we got a little interstitial for her. But right, so a card, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> These songs, like, honestly, yeah, you'd like to listen to songs more than once in your life, right? Like, I right. want to... Hear it on repeat maybe a couple times. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, here we go. Ugh. Like, it's all very nice, but the black face ruins it all. It's, ruins it all. Yeah, because it's ugly, Changed and it. the world was a scummy place, but this was, I don't know. But there's all these excuses for it on the internet, like what the blackface people were trying to do was, you know, uh, put on the, you know, you guys think black people are really good at entertaining, so that's why we're doing it. It wasn't just to, like, fuck with them. I don't know. I guess, like, the only way I could see this is that the, he debases himself so poorly for the sake of show business that he literally puts himself in this blackface, which is the worst thing he could possibly do. And, uh, you know, then realizes, like, you know, I don't know. It's all very crass. It's a shame because, like, again, like, the first half hour of this movie was this pretty strong Jewish film. Very much so. Very yeah. much so. And everything just kind of goes to a crashing hole right now. So now he realizes <clears throat> he's, he's got to like go home. Yeah. And the thing is, he says, no, but your mother reconciled with herself and realized this is your new life. And she's, you know, allowing you, you know, she went home. 
but but the message came from Mary, so not the mom. No, not the well. The mom really did say that, right in yeah, front of Mary. Yeah, was, yeah. Uh, emote, 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 emote. Emote. Wipe to the next scene. To the mom. Look at she's rocking out. Emoting. Emoting. Tootsie, goodbye. Now, Don't guess who will come through the door? Uh, is it the Grim Reaper? Oh, it's, it's the Witcher. <laughs> now, this film premiered on Yom Kippur. But the thing That's is, you're ridiculous. not supposed to go out on Yom Kippur. Wait a minute. No, but that was not intentional, though, was it? This, yes, this famil- film's premiere date and time in New York City at 8.45 p.m. on October 6th was chosen to coincide with the Yom Kippur holiday, uh, which around much of the film's plot is centered. The world premiere you know, was at the Tower Theater in Los Angeles. And at the end, the audience got up on their feet and they said, I'm so hungry. It's been two <laughs> hours since I had anything to eat. Now, during the original release, many cinemas showed the film showed the film fully silent because they didn't have the equipment. Right. Yeah. That's like me with like HD TV. You know, like the, it'll be cropped wrong because I don't have the TV for it. <laughs> um, they released it in the UK in 1928. Um, Saturday, February. 4th. 4th, 1928. Ah, it doesn't matter. Um, anyway, the thing is, you're not supposed to be out on Yom Kippur, so I don't get why they did that. Like, they did it for the Christians, I guess? I guess so, because it's, it's, it's calling attention to the holiday and the movie plot, but yeah, no, you don't go out to the movies. <laughs> no, no, that's for Christmas. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so now we're having the father and son reuniting. Which They is... should release this on Christmas Day. This is like the perfect Christmas Day movie. Yeah, that's for all the uh, Jewish people go to the movies or go right. skiing. It'll be fine, Papa. Yeah, he yeah, should be singing right now. He, so he says he'll soon be all right, but we don't know if that's the truth. He could very well die. Now, we don't see the film ends before he dies, but come on, he's sick in bed. Is he listening to the, uh, he can't listen to the radio because you can't have the radio on during the high holidays either. Like at least if it was Jackie Robinson or it was a baseball player and the guy was mm-hmm. in bed, you could hear the game and like hear the right. home run being made. Not on Yom Kippur. Now, sound nearly doubled the budget of a film. That's one of the reasons why Hollywood didn't just switch. Also, the theaters themselves had like a conversion cost that was hard, you know. Like MGM owned like over a hundred, uh, a thousand out outlets, and they did a slow like wait and see rollout. Um, so, in the midst of the talkie craze, studio bosses faced with limited amount of sound equipment. And qualified sound technicians, leaving them headaches over productions, talkies versus silent. And silence were internationally marketable very cheap because it's just a different language. You just write it. 
Um, Low-budget producers of Westerns were impacted with silence coming, you know, up until 1930, these Westerns were silent. Many studios continue to produce both silent and sound version of their films, including the the classic All's Quiet on the Western Front, 1930. Oh, I didn't realize it was that was silent and in and audio. Both, yeah. Okay, now Mary's. You know, it's still not over. They're still like, "Come on back, son." There has to be this. I mean, we had it the one way. Should I go? Should I go? Should I go? Right. Okay, I'm going to go. And now we're going to getting, should I stay? Should I one. stay? Oh, I, I see. Yeah. she is, man. You'll queer yourself on Broadway. You'll never get another job. Uh, half of Broadway is queer, boss. And they're working. <laughs> All right. I got to light the menorah. Wait a minute. This is not the menorah. No, I mean, she is a menorah T. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bravo. All right, if you could turn that out, give it to my wife. It's a brick of my mother's heart. I talk yeah, to the side of my mouth. I croon like this, girl. <laughs> Pitching my voice over to you. Now, it makes sense they're back here because opening night is like minutes away. Forty-five. Well, they should not have opening night on Yom Kippur either. Like, we're complaining about the movie actually opening on Yom Kippur. This whole point of this show is takes place on Yom Kippur. No, but, I mean, it was Christian. It was a Christian world, right? I mean, sure, there was other... I mean, pretty much Judaism was there, especially if it's a Christian, in New York. Yeah, but if, a, if the story is about Jews and it's a Christian right. world, then why not premiere it on the, the holiday that the movie's about? The, you know, does it affect you? Well, that's what I was saying before. Like, why did yeah. they do that? Because of the Christians, you know? I right, because the Christian audience who's going to see this. But it, I think it, they, it, it, they might have had a misunderstanding about what Yom Kippur was all about. Well, you know, it was if it was Yom Kippur weekend, when once the sun sets and you could eat, you could go to the theater and be like, one ticket and six bags of popcorn, please. Yeah. <laughs> This was the top-grossing film of 1927. It was produced by Warner Brothers Predictions. It was produced by Daryl Zanuck. It was distributed by Warner Brothers. It was released on October 6, 1927. It's 89 minutes running time. It's 96 with the exit and overture music. It has six songs performed by Al Jolson. And Zanuck, the producer, won an Oscar. It was an honorary Oscar for producing the film. It was the first Academy Awards. We're getting that a lot because we're doing 1927. That's right. Well, the first Academy Awards, 1927, Wings was the first winner. Yeah. Yes. They really liked Thomas Hayden Church's right. deadpan delivery. It was really the wrong format for a Oscar, but they did it. Oh, April Follies with Mary Dale and Jack Robin. It's Jack opening Robin. tonight. Let's go. Wait a minute. Is, is Young Kippur in April? I guess so. Yes, yes, definitely. Michael. <laughs> Did you know this play closed in a month? I'll edit month? that out. No, I won't. What wait, play? wait. April Follies. It only lasted twenty uh, four weeks. April Fool's. Ladies and gentlemen, there will be no performance this evening. So screw off. We want our money back. Fuck your money. Right here with your money. You get lost. But you can sit here and play on your phone. 
It's because you're on your cell phones all night. Tear them off. You saw Jack and Jill, right? With uh, of course, right? So remember how mad Al Pacino gets when somebody's cell phone rings? He's doing his play, and then later he gets mad again, but it was his phone, and then he takes the call. Oh, he was all over the place. Classic. He feels better now. Well, I don't know. That's good. Come on, let's have an interstitial, please. What's going on here? Now, I saw this film. This is the fourth time, but... Oh, I didn't realize they're singing. Now, here is a very impassioned Colinar, or whatever it's called, by Jackie. There he is. But it's a silent. It's not a sing. Look how happy Dad is. Now, the Bible on the left got with that's the flora. Oh, he hears it. Yes, they opened the window for him. We have our son again. It paid off that I was a jerk. Oh no, uh oh, uh oh, sleepy, sleepy dad. So sleepy. Oh. Now look, his eyes are open. Look, see how they're acting like he's dead? His eyes were open at the end, and the internet didn't say that wasn't on purpose. He's breathing, he's breathing right now. You can see him breathe. Yeah, so I don't understand. I don't think he's dead. I think we end this film with, I don't know the answer. It's gonna end on a prayer. Wait, you see the Bible there on the left, Mike? You see the yes, I see it got ripped. It, that's the Torah. It got Torah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who Torah? Tell me. Who Torah? That's the Ripa. He's there reading from the Ripa. I mean, I mean the Torah. Now look, she says a jazz singer singing to his God. She's on board. You know what I mean? She's, and so is he. You know, I mean, maybe they finally realized how that they were going to have opening night and have a rabbinical son mm-hmm. perform on the on the eve of Yom Kippur. Now those are the same hats that they wear today, contemporarily at White Castle. And, you know, that's what they told me at White Castle, too. That's interesting trivia. It's out in their cups, the coffee mug. There we go, finally. Right. Now, time has passed, and he didn't get fired. He just missed the opening night. Oh, no, here he goes. Oh, boy. Yeah, now we get Mammy. And there's Mammy. Oh, yeah. Oh, here he goes. Mammy. Sunshine's right, but I know where. Sunshine's past. I can't. I can't. Killing me. It's so bittersweet how this nice film gets wrecked. He's wearing gloves. 
Are those his right hands? Yeah, I mean, honestly, and I hate to interrupt this, I guess, but there's a lot more to this than I need to know. I mean, like, this movie's been around for decades, for almost 100 years. There's got to be plenty of writings on this that I can just kind of get a little more background about it. And, mm-hmm. you know, just, but, you know, part of it, reading about it is seeing it. And that's what we're doing right now. It's not really great. I'm not. Mary loves it. The other guys are bored in the audience. You see yeah, that? They're right. traffic. Right. I was looking at that guy. How many times can you listen to this song in a row? Well, what do you mean? This is our first. Well, let's say you have the 45, right? You put it on, and like seven minutes of him going, Mammy. And then you like put on the B side, and it's like the instrumental, or you know, it's yeah, like right. Other... You put the A side back on? Nah. It's not a 45 and you just got it. Yes, you probably listened to it all night. And your your dad is like, turn that off, you punk. Turn that 78 off. I can't. I don't know how it works. All right, the WBN. We be we bend. No, we got to listen to this now. You know that, right? But I Excuse think me, it sounds me. like um, what? I'm getting up and leaving the theater. Excuse me, part of me. <laughs> okay. Um, do you know the um, that sweet Caroline that's in this exit music? Okay. Wasn't that in the jazz singer in seventies? Wasn't that song "Sweet Caroline"? Maybe "Sweet Caroline," but that's a different yeah, song, right? Uh, yeah, but there's there's themes of it in this music. Oh, I see what you're saying. Probably, I think he ripped off the jazz singer. <laughs> well, the title says he ripped off the jazz thing. Now, in 79, did he wear blackface, Neil Diamond, when he remade this? No, actually, by that time, the tides had changed and blackface was not popular anymore. No. I saw that in the theater. Carl, what did you think of the jazz singer, 1927? I don't know, Mike. I, I, okay, I was blown away that it was sound. Because I got used to watching the silent movies, and we were watching a silent movie. And then he's saying, you ain't seen nothing yet. That was great. Also, I loved the way he emoted, and, you know, I, I liked how he liked Mary. But at the same time, like, there was too much, you've got to go to the synagogue. I can't. There was too much back and forth, like, what am I going to do? Just make up your mind, dude. It was like 15 minutes of, is he going to do it or not? It was poorly written. And then he gets into blackface and puts, you know, I know that was a very common thing or whatever, but the history, uh, it's just like, he, now I can't like it, you know? Right. Yeah. So I think it had the potential to be a good film, and I think this guy was a great performer, but in the end, the film falls short in its writing and in its execution for, and in historic light, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. You know, and it's, to watch him actually put the makeup on, it's it's hard. It's it's always hard to watch. So it's yeah. uh, you know, and then there's some. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's I'm glad we saw it. It's yeah, really, I'm glad we saw it. 
I would put out out for entertainment, but it's out there in the public domain, and we just saw it on YouTube. It's a piece of history, so yeah, better we know it. Yeah, and read up about it, learn learn more. So that's what I, I think I'll do after this. So that's good. Some movies, you know, I read about it and then I see. Some movies I see and then I read about. You know, so that's <laughs> that. Now, Carl, we have a list of movies that we'll be watching in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, you re- you have on the list of next week's movie. Well, I think we shouldn't try to announce it because we don't know. It could be that stowaway to the moon guy. It could be laser blast. It could be, what's his name? Muggsy's women. Muggsy's girls, yeah. Muggsy's girls. girls. It could be Rosebud Beach Hotel. Okay, so we got... We got a lot of things brewing here in 23, and we want to thank you for watching a movie with us, The Jazz Singer from 1927. And you, if you watched, watched it, you've seen it us on YouTube. You watch a lot of YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, and it'll be there in the mix. You don't have to watch the whole two hours. You don't even have to watch it. Just subscribe. No, my no. people. Listen, no, I'm pandering at the end of the show. Subs. No, we want you to like the show, and that's why you subscribe. Okay. Listen, don't listen to Carl. Send money to P.O. Box. All right, well, anyway, that's been our show. Next week, we'll have another full-length movie here. Make sure you listen to us first on MutinyRadio.fm on Sunday 2 p.m., where you have to find the YouTube and watch the movie, sync it up, or listen to the podcast at your leisure and also sync it up, or just watch the YouTube channel where Carl has already synced up the movie, and we'll be back next week. Thank you, Carl. Let's watch a full-length movie. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with me, Mike Spiegelman, and Carl. Hi, Carl. Welcome to hey, LW, A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That acronym stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Great to see you, Carl. Great to see you. And today, usually I would say we're going to watch this movie, but we're not. We're not. We're going to vote on the Razzies. Welcome to our show. Every week, we've been doing this since 2016. We are we stream first on MutinyRadio.fm. We're on the station right now, as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Normally, we watch an entire movie on YouTube and talk over it. We love all sorts of movies. We also are members of the Razzies. And guess what? It's time to vote for the 2023 Razzies. The ballot just came out yesterday. Uh, two days ago, as we record, as our show airs on February 29th, there is a deadline. We need to get Wait, our no, ballots out. We will, no, on the 19th, this will air. Okay. The ballot came out on the 15th. So we're doing it now so that you at home, you Razzie's Academy members, can vote with us at the same time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so we're going to spend our show going through our ballots and voting. And if you enjoy it or you enjoy the programming on Mutiny Radio, we'd love for you to donate at Venmo at Mutiny Radio. If you want to learn more about our show, find our acronym either on YouTube or on podcast. And that acronym is L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. All right, Carl, I'm ready. I watched okay. all the movies that were nominated for Worst Pictures and Actors yeah. and, and such. Yeah, it's a big pain in the ass to stream everything, but you can't responsibly vote unless you do that, right? 
Yeah, I, I want to mention that I've been a Razzie member for at least 15 years, and there are years I don't vote because I didn't see the movie. Mm-hmm. How can I call Watson and Holmes a bad film if I didn't watch it when it was theatrically released? A year later, I saw it. It was a piece of shit. Yeah. And that version was different from what was in the theater. So mm-hmm. thank you, Pandemic. Thank you, Streaming Wars. We are now in a position where every single movie is available for streaming, except for three that I had to rent. Other than that, I got it from my T freebie, from my Hoopla, my Hulu. <laughs> but we'll talk about it. Well, I had to pay for Good Morning. Yeah, I think I had to pay for three of them. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll I'll complain about which movies I had to pay for. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go a little bit backwards. Let me share screen here so that the uh, audience can see the... Um, and this is a proprietary ballot, so don't try to copy it. Yeah, by the way, not just anyone can be in the Razzies, okay? I mean, you have to have a bad movie podcast. That's true. I'm sorry if you don't have a bad... But fortunately, everybody has a bad movie podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I just... I don't want to... I wish it was that way so we can feel exclusive. Are we in the Raz Academy? Is that what it's called? But anybody can just pay the money and sign up and vote. The Razzies, it's the 43rd anniversary. 43 years ago... Guy got fed up with the Academy Awards. He watched Xanadu. He thought that was a piece of shit, and it was yeah. different from the Academy. So this has always been a parody of the Academy Awards. The nominations are announced the day before the Oscar nominations. The winners are announced the day before the Oscars. And they keep, unfortunately, they keep the same format that the Oscars do. Best, worst picture, worst actors. As we right. get into the weeds, you can see how sometimes that doesn't really fit the mold. But... Now, you at home, I suggest that on your YouTube device, which I know you had ready because you thought we were going to watch a movie, yes. you go to um, the trailer and just play the trailer without us. The first one we want to talk about is Blonde, okay? Right off the bat, huh? Yeah. Let me uh, try to stop sharing here. Now we could say – okay. The reason Blonde is the first one to talk about is it's got eight nominations in the Razzies. Big time, including two of the actors. Yes. Worst picture, worst... Now, it says worst remake sequel ripoff. So does... It is a ripoff. They're exploiting uh, a pop culture icon. The same way the Diana musical last year was nominated, even though it was an, a Broadway show. It's uh-huh. a camp figure, and they're exploiting the exploitable parts of their lives. Now, there were two people for Worst Supporting Actress. This is Anne-Marie. I'm from Vallejo, and I'm listening to Age and Christ Christ. on Sundays. Sundays. (laughs) Ugly Sundays. Sundays. (laughs) Age and Christ. Christ. (laughs) Peace, y'all. It's a man. I'm just about to shout out Ugly Sundays with Age, Age Zilla, and his boy, Christ Sean, and it's an ugly Sunday right now. I hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. It's it's a beautiful day to be ugly, and that's what we are doing today. Trail. That is what we are doing today. Being ugly on a motherfucking right, Sunday. 